the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I guess it's time for me to say hi to everybody, but I'm just enjoying this song so much right now. Doing a little chair dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday Eve. Thank Jesus. Yes, indeedy. I'm looking forward to this weekend, even though it's freezing cold here in San Diego. It's like 55 degrees outside. Good grief. Bring the summer on, will you? All righty. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. I've got a special guest tonight. Say special guest, like he's not a frequent guest. He's here all the time. Congressman Andy Biggs will be here. He's just made a recent trip to the border. And so he's going to share with us uh, some information on that, as well as just all the happenings and things that uh, he and the House and the Freedom Caucus are trying to actually get done, right? He's one of the handful of Republicans actually trying to do something on behalf of the American people. And so we're, he's going to share with you what all he is doing there. I didn't get to it last night. I had a little bit of time to get to it last night. And I was like, no, I'm going to wait until tonight. And then I'm really going to get into, uh, have enough time uh, to, it, to share with you guys a breaking news that should be all over everywhere, right? In fact, I'm not even sure why Trump isn't screaming about this, right? Who remembers Colonel Chow Thief and the whistleblower, who we all know is this Chucharelli dude, the in- intelligence guy, uh, the, who claimed to be the whistleblower, fed the information to his ide- his identity has been uh, formally continues to formally be withheld. But we all know who it was. He actually is somebody who works for the Biden administration now and had worked in the Obama administration. The Ukrainian impeachment that included a lot of Republicans, by the way. Well, we have emails that were discovered by John Solomon at Just the News that absolutely break it apart. And I'm not hearing anybody talk about it today. This was the insurrection. I said it at the time that this was a coup attempt. It wasn't the first coup attempt. We know the first coup attempt was the Russian collusion hoax. And this was the Ukrainian impeachment hoax. And so I'm going to share with you guys some information on that. We've got to get into... Um, There also reportedly was, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to use the words reportedly, a terror, not a terror attack, a um, raid taking out a top ISIS uh, bad guy, a top ISIS terrorist. And, And this is the first time, and I'm not the first person to say this today, this is the first time in my lifetime where there's actual doubts at whether or not this raid took place. So we're going to talk about, ooh, I think I got a reaction over there from in the booth. We've got that to talk about. We've also got some new, a, a new idea, thanks to Mayor, uh, L- LA Mayor Garcetti, on how we can fight the mandates. Um, it, it involves a certain bodily function. So we're going to talk about that and more. We'd love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. We're going to keep the phones open if you want to share with us your ideas about strategy going into 2022. I think I told you guys a few days ago, I was invited to speak at a Republican group on uh, Valentine's Day. So thank you for asking me to be your Valentine Republican group. And they specifically wanted me to address strategy in 2022. So if you want to call in and share your idea of a strategy uh, that you think I should convey to the Republicans at this group, or just to the listeners tonight, 888-344-1170. We are streaming live on Facebook right now. Shh. 
at the answer San Diego. Not say a, what? Uh-huh, say what? Yeah, I found a way around, y'all. Y'all trying to shut me down. Yeah, Facebook looks like it, it's about to be shut down. Not really. I mean, how many trillions of dollars or whatever, that, uh, how much of its market cap? I think it was. It lost, a, lost buku bucks in the last few days, and people were actually hashtagging the delete your Facebook account the last few days. Look, as long as I've got my treasured friends out there and, and family on Facebook, I'm going to keep going on Facebook because I love you guys out there. Follow me on all the socials at Andrea K. Speaking of socials and good friends and family of mine, it's DJ Potato Skins. Yesterday, I met in this very room with DJ Potato Skins. Talking about the Ukrainian hoax and the Biden administration. You're telling me that the Biden administration isn't straight laced and uh, just doing all the right things, Andrea? I, I can't believe that. Well, when it comes to Ukrainian impeachment, you know, um, this the, these revelations and the emails have come out. They go back to uh, the Obama Biden administration. So, and you got to remember that's, they, they were the ones who cooked up and who propagated the scandal far bigger than Watergate ever was. Yeah, this is nothing it, new. And no, illegally surveilling and spying on American citizens. This goes back to 2015. And you know what? Nobody was ever, we still got these January 6th going after trying to round up Every American it could possibly be related in some way to the MAGA movement around January 6th near the Capitol. Meanwhile, not one person was not one higher up person who needed to be held accountable was only one person. Some lower level attorney was held accountable for the illegal spying and falsifying uh, falsifying a FISA warrant application involving Carter Page, in which they they basically lied and said he was not an asset to the government when, in fact, he had been a CIA operative. Other than that, nobody's been held accountable for anything. Going back, Republican and and the Republican Party had the White House and both houses of Congress. But before I get into the Ukrainian hoax, I got a reaction from you when I talked about the fact that people are questioning today this raid that supposedly went down in Syria. Yeah. Um, I, I here's I, and I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm saying that it's there's some oddities around this. First of all, let's say that it did happen. You have to ask yourself why. Why did this happen? Why did they go in? Why why did they bother to do this? Because this is the Biden administration that left eighty five billion dollars worth of equipment and handed it over. Yeah, I thought we were to, out of there, Andrew. Well, they handed over. If you're going to hand over eighty five billion dollars to a terrorist group, the Taliban, what do you why would you bother to take out some ISIS dude? What's the point? Except maybe trying to def- def- distract and deflect. Trying to, um, at the same time, by the way, that they backed off and said that Russia, it was no, they are no longer using the words that it's imminent for Russia to go into Ukraine. So it's almost as though, gee, they needed something to try to make Biden look, look competent, to make Biden look like he is strong, make Biden look like he's somebody that, sh- that the American people should rally around, and most importantly, to distract away as we're going into the 22, and we're getting into the thick of it. We're in February now, with a primaries going on right now, we've got elections, midterms, they had to do something to try to resurrect his poll numbers, and... And, and and some of the things that I find odd about this, not just the fact that it just doesn't bear out. I mean, there's there's been no movement on the part of this administration to do anything about Islamic terrorism, None. to do anything about ISIS, to do anything about anything that's happened in the Middle East. They completely they, they developed a and 
counterterrorism unit to go after parents that were speaking at school board meetings. They're, they are knowingly letting Islamic terrorists come up through our southern border, right? We know the terrorists have been apprehended. We know there's still one on the loose that was released by Mexico. There's a bolo out, a, a be on the lookout for that. So this is not an administration that gives a crap about Islamic terrorism. Are you kidding me? And it's again, ridiculous. it goes back to the question, why, Andrew? Right. Or whether or not it even happened. Because when we took out, when the, when the U.S. government took out Osama bin Laden, a couple things went on with that. We saw pictures in the Situation Room, right? Oh, everybody was so gripped. Everybody was so gripped. Oh, Hillary Clinton. They were all there on the edge of their seat. It was considered to be such a courageous move to take out the man behind the 9-11 terrorist attack. I mean, the hype surrounding that was ridiculous to the point to where we found out that they had brought in a movie company and given them access to confidential information in the planning of the raid and even outfitted cameras on those who perpetrated the raid, right? It was videotaped. Where's the videotapes? Where's the tape of the bomb being dropped? We're seeing footage of the house after it happened and we're getting reports that 13 people died. Have you seen, if I missed it, if I missed it out there, can y'all show me, can y'all, can y'all call me in and tell me, did I miss the videos today showing the raid? I can tell you right now, Andrew, I thought it was a big deal. So I looked around, can't find anything. Right. I'm not saying it didn't happen. Don't at me for being a crazy QAnon person. I'm just saying there's some oddities around this. Oddities around this. And you know what? If you want to call me, consider, I, I, we must be asking questions. You have to hold everybody accountable. We Andrea. have to. We have to be asking questions because this is just a little too too here. Um, I don't have time to get into Ukrainian thing. I'm going to save it for after the break. So um, let's let's have a little fun, shall we? Um, with thank you for this article. Everybody, everybody saw. I mean, everybody saw. Massless Newsom. At the at the uh, NFC game with Magic Johnson, and by the way, it, you obviously aren't too concerned about catching a virus when you're maskless in the middle of the supposed pandemic next to a dude who's HIV positive, and you ain't got a mask on. I don't I don't fear anybody with HIV. Don't get me wrong, but I'm saying that you are obviously not concerned about virus transmission in any way, shape, or form when right now you're standing maskless next to Magic Johnson. Then on top of it. Garcetti. <laughs> Garcetti comes out and says, you know what? I held my breath. I, when I go to take a picture with somebody, I take the mask off. I hold my breath. See, and he actually demonstrates it on TV. Then I put my mask back on. What did that remind you of? Immediately reminded me of Bill Clinton when he said he didn't inhale. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I hold my breath. So I did that, not breathe with my mask off. So now, you know, um, you know, I already actually already started. Um, well, I, you know, I hadn't been wearing my mask anyway in grocery stores around. Um, but, you know, it, this was the get out of jail free card when all these pictures went around because the governor and the mayor, the governor had the mask mandate that was rolled out over the state. And then L.A. has some of the most stringent, ridiculous mandates. And, of course, all of these mandates across the straight, uh, uh, state involve children. As I reported last night, we've had a 346% increase in speech impediments in children, right? So Skins finds an article today that a couple of kids were confronted in schools 
uh, three Southern California students kicked out of class for not following the statewide school mask mandate. One of the kids said, well, the governor is supposed to be setting an example, and I felt like he wasn't. Right. Right. Exactly the point. If the, you know, um, this great, le- what, what you're, what you, the teacher should have told you, young student who said this, if you're listening, is that this is a lesson in communism. Because this is what it means to live under a dictator. They dictate your behavior in your life and every movement and every choice and every decision and everything that happens in your life. And they never live under the weight of these rules. This is what it means. Class dismissed, right? The other one, and and Crystal Sabino, who is a parent of another student who went without a mask. This was actually a very smart comment. There must not be a big danger if the governor, who is supposed to be our example, has chosen to remove remove his, his mask. So it gave her the confidence to, you know, then I can go to school now without my mask. Right. Actually, this should have been the reaction by everybody. When was it? A year and a half ago when he was sitting at French Laundry. When we were under lockdowns, restaurants were closed, and he was inside, shoulder to shoulder, with a $15,000 wine bill with no mask. So how seriously, Andrea, do you think Governor Newsom takes what we're going through with well, this they, pandemic? They know, they know that, the, that we are no longer in a state of emergency. We're no longer in a state of emergency. They know masks don't work. You know how we know masks don't work? Because Fauci told us and people in emails that masks don't work. The CDC has a mask study from 2005 after SARS-CoV-1 that masks do not work. We know this. We've known this. The only reason why now they're actually going back to the mask and actually doubling down on it is because they fear the fact that people are ready to move on. There was a poll that came out that over, I think, 78% of all Americans say it is time to move on. That includes... 71%, 89% Republicans and 71% of independents. They're doing everything that they can to try to keep the grip, to try to find some way in which they can keep their us narrative submissive. Falling apart. Well, their narrative is falling apart, but they've got to try to have have some way in which they can keep us submiss- submissive by withholding by dangling, we're not going to get let your kid go to school. We're not going to let you go to work. We're not going to let you do this unless you comply with this. I said in March of 2020, they had us at the mask, that when we submitted to the mask, we were done. We must fight back against these mask mandates, period. I'm going to take a break. When we get back, we will get into the Ukrainian impeachment story. Bringing you 21st century common sense. It's the Andrea K Show. Connect with the show at OurFreeNation.org. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Who all remembers the perfect phone call that Trump had with Ukraine President Zelensky, right? In which he basically says to him... And there was some money that we were about to possibly give to Ukraine at the time uh, that was in the process of appropriations. And basically, Trump brings up in the phone call to him the anti-corruption efforts and 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 asked and, and questioned. And I don't remember the exact – he released the transcript. But basically, he was asking Zelensky, who was the new president at the time, if he could, if he could look back and see, was there something that the U.S. government that had the U.S. government, i.e. the Obama Biden administration, had they done something untoward involving uh, interfering in the efforts, the anti-corruption efforts? 
in Ukraine, which is an absolutely reasonable conversation for us to have. What is wrong with a new president and a new administration seeking to find out upon reports that something untoward had happened by the previous administration? What do we have going on right now, right? Um, What did we have going on with the Obama and Biden administration pre the Trump administration? An investigation into him. In fact, with the Obama administration, it was illegal investigations, Uh, illegally using the FISA courts and illegally spying on the Trump administration and apparatus, right, in order to affect the outcome of an election and then set the stage for an illegal investigation on him on the back end. So that's what the Obama and Biden administration did pre-Trump administration. Trump had every right as the president of the United States to ask this new president of Ukraine what had gone on and to look into whether or not something had happened, right? And oh, by the way, Trump did not tie any aid to them on the other end of it. Although he had every right to do so, because quite frankly, I'm tired of us writing checks to countries, right? And just giving them money, particularly ones that are rife with corruption. So immediately an impeachment begins and the Democrats uh, statement of why they were impeaching Trump was that he had no, he had no basis for asking about uh, any anything that had gone on with Ukraine and anything that had gone on with the Biden administration, that it was a flat out abuse of power meant to try to uh, to um, stop Biden from being able to. It was a political play. Biden hadn't even thrown his hat in the ring to run for office. But yet they said that this was an abuse of power against Biden meant to affect the outcome of the 2020 election. Um, they said when um, there were questions and then the video comes out, right, where Joe Biden says, well, you know, brags about how he had gotten the prosecutor who was investigating Burisma, the Ukraine energy company on which Hunter Biden sat on the board of directors. He bragged about getting that prosecutor fired. Well, the House Democrats alleged, and this is this is from the article from Just the News, House Democrats alleged that the prosecutor, Victor Shokin, was fired in March 2016 because State Department officials were widely displeased with his anti-corruption efforts and not because Shokin's office was investigating the Ukrainian gas firm. But now, finally, uh, because just the news and Southeastern Legal Foundation exercised the Freedom of Information Act, they have uncovered an email, uh, actually multiple emails that include the State Department, uh, the State of uh, Assistant Secretary of State for European and Eurasian Affairs, Victoria Newland, representing Secretary of State John Kerry, in which they praise Shokin. We have been impressed with the ambitious reform and anti-corruption agenda of your government. The ongoing reform of your office, law enforcement, and the judiciary will enable you to investigate and prosecute corruption and other crimes in an effective, fair, and transparent manner. The United States fully supports your government's efforts to fight corruption and other crimes in an effective, fair, and transparent manner. This was just six months before Joe Biden began to pressure to get Shokin outed. This was in December of 2016. These emails showing the truth about what happened, about how uh, the, the what we all know happened is that this man was very effective in his anti-corruption efforts to the point to where he was he was closing in on the vice president's son. So then Joe Biden starts to try to get this man outed from office. And of course, these emails were not ever released at any time during the impeachment. Right. Um, There was another email. uh, There was another email that came out from George Kent. 
Um, and then, of course, so this so in uh, spring of 16, Biden gets him Biden gets him outed. Right. Gets Shokin outed. Then um, there's another series of articles that came out in the spring of 2019. And that's really what uh, then then the Democrats really got concerned about the American public finding out what had gone on. So that's when uh, Trump, uh, they started spying on Trump in the White House. And that's when uh, Trump starts asking questions. And the reality is what we know and what this proves is that this prosecutor was doing a good job and Trump was getting too close to finding out the truth. So they had to, the best defense is a good offense, right? So they had to go after Trump. They had to impeach him, accuse him being the one of abuse of power, accuse him being the one of corruption in an effort to cover up the crimes and the the corruption and the abuse of power of Joe Biden. And Newland lied in her testimony in front of uh, the impeachment. She claimed... Um, that uh, there were they quote were frustrated by the summer of 2016 2015 that Shokin wasn't doing enough to fight corruption, and and I quote so the initial expectation when we began talking about giving them the third loan, uh, which I believe was in the summer of 2015, was that the prosecutor Shokin would make more progress. She lied. She lied. When asked in an interview about this, Jim Jordan said, yeah, you know, we got to read the transcripts and see if that. What do you mean? See, this is proof that she lied. In a legal proceeding, which was an attempt to remove the president of the United States, who did not only did nothing wrong, but this was an attempt to cover up the crimes of the now president of the United States who committed these crimes and this corruption when he was the vice president. But there's even another email that came out. Um, from George Kent, in which George Kent actually talked about, uh, actually a stream of emails involving George Kent, actually talking about his concern about uh, the uh, about the conflict of interest that was going on and the corruption and how he was really concerned. At one point, he says in an email exchange. Um, you know, what, what I'm concerned about is maybe somebody should go and have a conversation with Biden, you know, um, and maybe talk to him, um, you know, about how this isn't looking good, you know, for, you know, whatever, um, for the administration. And, you know, uh, uh, this was well known and, and oh, by the way, uh, Obama. Where is the Republican Party today? So we've got uh, we've got emails proving that they lied under oath, that Shokin was ousted for the very reasons that Biden bragged about, that Trump was Trump has been with these emails absolutely vindicated. It shows proof that they lied under oath. It shows proof that Shokin was absolutely in the process of nailing Hunter Biden. George Kent's emails show proof that he was trying to raise the red flag and that there was a cover-up within the administration as to what was going on with Hunter Biden. One of the things Kent talks about in his emails is like, look, we've got uh, Joe Biden's son on the board of Burisma with his partner, Devin Archer, who's already been indicted for corruption, raising the red flag. And at no point he was trying to get Hunter Biden removed from the board of directors. He was trying to protect Joe Biden here. And, and, and one of the things that I think is really important here that nobody's really talking about is if we were, if, if just the news was able to get these emails 
under a FOIA request, then why didn't the Republican Party get these emails from the State Department? Why did the Republican Party, including Jim Jordan and others, allow this in the Senate to go forward, this impeachment to go forward? There's still no excuse for why Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were not brought before the committee. And quite frankly, there's no excuse for right now why there is not an, an impeachment in, you know, um, in, in uh, what's, what's the term, in um, a posthumous impeachment over Barack Obama. Why is his name not being mentioned here? How is this not the biggest story in the news when we now know that the sitting president of the United States was in the process of being ousted by an entire administration that was orchestrated and orchestrated by the Obama and Biden administration to cover up the crimes of, of Joe Biden in 2015 and 2016 going into the election? Nobody being held accountable now. This is this is actually withholding these emails by the by the uh, Obama administration is actually a violation of the Brady rule. It's sculptory evidence has to be presented. This is what you hope happens, right? When you go when you're when you're defending yourself against an allegation of a crime, it's it, it's illegal for the prosecutors to withhold any information that's to your benefit. Just like they were required to go to the FISA courts. And provide any exculpatory evidence, like the fact that the the uh, smear file, the P file, or whatever the the Steele dossier was that it was paid for and bought for by Hillary Clinton, they withheld that from the FISA courts. And here they withheld the truth. Trump did nothing wrong; should have never been impeached. This impeachment was a cover up of Joe, for Joe Biden, and the facts behind the impeachment were in the part as part of the impeachment hearings. There was a cover up going on. And nobody's talking about it today, including Trump. Do you have an explanation, Skins, why Trump isn't even talking about it? This is astounding to me. Maybe I'm the only one who cares. This is why Trump needs to be talking about it. Maybe he's not talking about it because, you know, he's, he's at a loss for trying to deal. Maybe he's being told by his, his uh, you know, people around him that it's not good to, to relitigate this. Maybe he's being told, uh, you know, that... It's just too old. Got to move on. I don't. I don't understand why this. Why this isn't. You know, on the uh, Trump isn't screaming about this. He's been completely vindicated here, and the Republicans and going into and getting back to our theme this week on strategy going into twenty twenty two. This is something that they should all be talking about: the power of the deep state, the weaponizing of our Department of Justice and our FBI to go against private citizens for their political purposes, and nobody properly was held to account. Holding some low-level attorney to account isn't going to protect you. They need to be routed out. The FBI needs to be burned down, metaphorically speaking. Where's Bill Barr? Any comment from Bill Barr? This happened on his watch. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to go visit the border. The Andrea K. Show, strictly adhering to and preserving our First Amendment. Follow Andrea on OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K. telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show, on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. And back with me this week to discuss his uh, trip to the border is Congressman Andy Biggs. And he's back with me now. Hello, my favorite congressman. 
Hey, Andrea, how are you? Well, I'm good. I'm in a good mood getting a chance to talk to you, although I'm, I'm sure you're going to share with me some uh, stuff you've seen at the border that's not so good. What did you find out on your trip? Well, so, you know, there's some good, some bad, of course. And okay. the, 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 the good is that um, President Trump built substantial wall and fence down in uh, Sassabee, which is just kind of west of, Noga- uh, west of Nogales as you're going out uh, across uh, that Arizona-Mexico uh, Arizona border. It's great. Um, going west, you get about two miles. It's nice. It's painted. And, and then you come to something that's not good, and that's an eight-foot gap, right? And then, <laughs> and then you have another... Have another two miles of big fence that goes up, and then and then it just ends. And you have miles and miles with no fence. So, um, odd, oddly enough, I was there, and I'm I'm having uh, you know my wife and staff there. I said, look, you know, just videotape this gap, and you can see Andrew. You can see all the paths going now to that gap. And then a, an agent comes up and he says, "What you doing?" I said, "Well, you know, just checking out this gap here." And he said, he said, I thought you were talking to those guys. I said, what do you mean? He said, yeah, we just literally right before you got here, chased four cartel scouts (gasps) back through that gate or that that gate. I wish it was a gate, but it's a gap right through that gap. And now they're sitting on top in a, in a scout hooch, uh, just on the South on top of this hill uh, uh, on the Mexican side of the border. And uh, he says, I actually thought you were talking to those guys. And I said, no, no, I, I didn't. I didn't see those guys. But Andrea. Wow. wow. That, I, I, I'm actually scared for you because, you know, it's like, did, didn't you feel scared in that moment to realize no, how close you had I, been to, to, to cartel members? You should have been scared, man. Uh, well, you know, I mean, uh, seriously, five minutes earlier, and we would have run right into these these uh, these scouts wow. and these guys chasing. But, uh, and, and, uh, you know, a lot of my trips... I've been down there where, you know, helicopters uh, all of a sudden appear and are chasing down um, cartel scouts and, and, uh, and uh, you know, these young single adult males dressed in camo, wearing foot, uh, you know, carpet shoes they're going through. I've been down there in, and been up close on that. And so I, I wasn't scared. It was, just, um, it was just amazing to me because you see all of the debris on the south side um, you see all the indicia that uh, that this is going on there, and this is um, that, what's interesting about that. That's the Tucson sector, Andrea, and that sector is the number one for drug uh, smuggling, mm-hmm. uh, and that's also the number one area for bringing in terrorists and bringing in people from a high dollar. So you know, like if you're from China, you're paying thirty five thousand dollars to the cartel to get in. They're going to bring you right along. Uh, in the Tucson sector because well, there's so many open places. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, if I was, I'd be like 35 grand, man. I mean, the U.S. government's got a huge gap there. What do I need to pay you 35 grand for? I give you three, right? I mean, it doesn't it doesn't even sound like it's that much of an effort. I mean, if we got gaps like that, what do you even need a guide for, right? Unless you're blind. I mean, this is well, just, you know, it's ridiculous. Right. Well, but here's the thing. Those scouts are there. And if you're coming over and you are not, approved by the cartel and if you haven't paid the cartel they're going to catch you and and either demand payment or they're going to kill you and this this i mean they control the border so um uh, talking to other other uh, agents uh in the last few days they admit the same thing that you and i have known for a long time 
the border is totally under control of the yeah. Mexican tr- uh, criminal cartels. It is. And we've got uh, Islamic uh, terrorists coming aboard, which is why people are like, yeah, what's with this raid, supposedly? Like the Biden administration really cares about ISIS. Nice oh. deflection. You know, squirrel, look over here, right? I mean, I, I saw this interview today with this mom from Texas whose daughter, teenager, was killed by a drunk driver at one thirty in the afternoon. And um, he was the it was uh, the drunk driver was an illegal. He tried to run away. They apprehended him. He was charged with trying to leave a crime and charged with uh, DUI. But they did not charge him with anything related to her death. No vehicular yeah, homicide. Nothing. This is this is the extent to which they are. And, and shame this. And this is this is on not just the Biden administration. This is on some probably George Soros funded. DA down there who's refusing to file uh, a vehicular homicide because then um, this person will probably be deported, right? So this is one of the ways in which they cover for illegals going on in this country. And this is just uh, the way Americans are being victimized economically from a national security standpoint is absolutely disgusting. Yeah, absolutely. And and the latest news, I I don't know, you probably saw this, um, but you remember when Biden said, we're going to pay $450,000, right, to every illegal alien that fell within a certain program, it would cost us a billion dollars. And uh, that was an ACLU lawsuit that they were going to settle that way. They've decided they're not going to pay them because they got so much bad press. They, now they're proposing to grant full amnesty oh. to these people who are illegally here. And um, if if I'm just telling you, at least Mayorkas admits that you have to change the law. Congress will have to change the law. I, I'm just telling you, these guys need to be impeached. What they're, they're deliberately violating the law. They're putting Americans in jeopardy. Um, uh, and I mean, ex- an example is the lady you're talking about whose daughter was killed by that uh, mid-afternoon drunk driver. This is, uh, the, those domestic crimes are bad enough, but then terrorists are going to come in. Um, and you're looking at another 2 million plus illegal aliens this year. And, by the way, we're, we're, finally, after nine months, the DHS gave us some some numbers in response to a letter I wrote nine months ago, and um, and the Brandon Judd, the the head of the, the Border Patrol Association, said those are those are kind of bogus. I talked to some other experts on it, and they said the number, which they told me, is about one about one hundred sixty five thousand people had been released into the country. Mm-hmm. They said the real number is closer to six hundred thousand plus. Right. And then we still have and we still have so many in the media trotting out that number. I think we talked about this last time you hear 11 million illegals. That was 11 million illegals was 1986. You know, that's ridiculous. And, um, you know, Trump was saying in an interview he did with Rob uh, Schmidt the other day that the border, he, he still thinks the border is the number one issue. It is absolutely critical. I was saying for years that all the borders, uh, the southern border, our virtual border, economic borders, the refugee programs w- were an issue. Um, but it's actually a part of an overarching number one issue that I think we have in this country, and it's tyranny. Uh, it's tyranny to not uh, to for our government to not enforce our borders, to make sure that we're secure and sovereign as a nation. Um, it's um, but the tyranny going on with these mandates that continue in this country, mm. um, it just has to be stopped. Um, I want to read you some stats 
279% spike in miscarriages, 300% spike in cancers, 1,000% spike in nervous system disorders and neurological disorders, 155% spike in birth defects, 350% spike in male uh, infertility, 269% in myocardial infarction, 291% spike in pills. But I, I could go on and on and on from these shots. And uh, this is, this to me, the tyranny that's going on in terms of everything that's happening with our government today, but in particular the government's use and exploitation of COVID to have complete control over our lives that's killing Americans to me is really the number one issue. I think you're part of the coalition of GOP lawmakers trying to defund these shot mandates. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've led letters have led uh, and uh, have legislation and some unsigned on other letters. Look, this can't go on. I mean, uh, and and so Chip Roy's kind of leading one charge right now because a leverage point, and this is this is the problem with Republicans in Congress. They don't get the leverage points they have. One leverage point is the short-term spending bill coming up uh, probably next week or the week after called the, the continuing resolution. You'll see it. It's a spending bill. We should, nobody should vote for for that bill, it's going to be a terrible bill anyway. But nobody should vote for that bill if it continues to fund the, the appropriately named tyranny that you're talking about: the vax mandates, the COVID mandates. Nobody should be voting for that right. if you're a Republican. If, you, frankly, if you're a Democrat, you shouldn't be voting for that. But uh, the Democrats love that stuff they, because it's control, because it's right. tyranny. Yeah, it is. It's what uh, RFK Jr. said is this this was this is turnkey tyranny, turnkey totalitarianism, as he described it. And it's absolutely true. Um, I don't know if I know you've been down at the border. I, I uh, was talking earlier about just the news has found these emails uh, from the State Department, including George Kent, that basically bust wide open the Ukrainian uh, impeachment against Donald Trump. It was a cover up for Biden's crimes. Basically, they lied and said that uh, Shokin was fired because he wasn't tough on corruption, which he was. George Kent had all these emails going out, uh, just, uh, you know, back and forth, a chain of emails in which he confirmed Ukrainian pros- uh, that uh, with Ukrainian prosecutors that Burisma officials had paid a $7 million bribe, uh, that the Obama-Biden administration was putting on an intense pressure campaign uh, to try to rehab the Ukrainian company's reputation uh, you know, when, you know, they needed what they needed to do was get Hunter Biden off the board over there. Right. Um, so there's these emails showing that basically Trump should have never been impeached, never been impeached. These right. emails prove it. And I and, but I don't really hear anybody talking about it. And I know you've been busy at the border, but is there anything you want to comment on this? Yeah, I, uh, you know, President Trump. Never should have been impeached once or twice. They ne- never, never should have been. And this Ukrainian thing, I think there were, I know I was, and I know uh, a lot of us that were on the Judiciary Committee that were dealing with this up close and personal, we knew, but we just couldn't get our hands on the evidence because the deep state was preventing us from getting our hands on the evidence. But we knew that the Biden family, the corrupt Biden family, um, was in danger of of collapsing because of their corruption with Ukraine. And so we were trying to get at this stuff. We didn't get it. I'm glad it's coming out now. Um, And it's just one more reason why Joe Biden needs to be impeached. I, you know, we may not get that opportunity until January of of 2023, but 
but he should not be serving as president of the United States because he and his family are corrupt. And, and you know, Peter Schweitzer's book that's out de- detailing the China, the Chinese corruption, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, how did this how did this happen? Well, they stole the election. Right. They stole the election. They did. Uh, Kent's, one of Kent's emails says, Ukrainians heard one message from us and then saw another set of behavior with the Biden family association with a known corrupt figure whose company was known for not playing by the rules in the oil gas sector. Um, I mean, these these this email chain from Kent alone um, uh, uh, that went on here, the corruption in the Obama Biden administration in their, in, in their two terms was astounding. And that, and, 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 and how much of this had Bill Barr done his job and not, uh, told U.S. Uh, attorneys to stand down and not look at by Bi- at Hunter Biden's laptop, right? Which had a lot of cooperating information on the laptop with Joe Biden. Uh, all of that was the way to pave the way for a stolen election and install Joe Biden into the White House. This man needs to go. And we need more Republicans like yourself willing to say that the election was stolen and that Joe Biden needs to be impeached. And I think as we go into these 2022 midterms, I want to hear less about tax policy and how we and, you know, and, you know, you know, inflation, all important issues. But when I hear from my listeners, the number one issue that they're concerned about is tyranny and corruption and routing out the deep state. And that's uh, and and holding uh, elected officials accountable. And it hasn't happened yet. Well, right. Said that's that they're right. I mean, look, you if you don't have the rule of law and you're talking about anti rule of law, when you talk about corruption and all mm-hmm. the deep state crap, if you don't have the rule of law, you can never have freedom because right. the rule of law protects protects everyone from the, the, the criminals, from the violent, from the corrupt. And we don't have the rule of law today. It's be, there's these, I would say, secret combinations, if you want to say that, or conspiracies, whatever you want to think that they are. There is corruption, and it is deep in the state, and you, that's why you see the abuse of uh, by government of American citizens, and and nobody can be free in that kind of society. Well, certainly not conservatives, because we have two sets of laws. I mean, you, you know, tr- Trump has been, you know, two three coup attempts and and yet nothing's been done to any of the democrats it's like we have two sets of laws one's for the democrats and the elites and one's for the rest of us congressman biggs i held you over tonight and got into more than just the border but i thank you so much for being here and for all you do for our freedoms thank you thanks for i'm always happy to be with you andrea just keep up the good work please thank you my dear take good care all right stay tuned got more coming up be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Well, I'm glad to see my favorite reporter has reemerged. Emerald Robinson had been fired from Newsmax. She's actually still under contract to the, uh, till the end of the month. They're not going to renew her contract. Uh, They pulled her from a broadcast after she tweeted out, Dear Christians, the vaccines contain a bioluminescent marker called luciferase so that you can be tracked. Read the last last book of the New Testament to see how it ends. Um. So they let her go. Well, guess who has hired her? Mike Lindell for his Frank speech 
Com. Good move. Um, she clearly could have gone to other places, and I'm glad that she's there with Mike Lindell, who is not going to uh, suppress her in any way, shape, or form. He said, Mike Lindell said, Fox News is ruining our country. Their hosts are all told what they can and cannot report. Frank's speech is freedom of speech. So I think uh, um, I think this is a great move. I, I, she's got such a following. That's why they had to take her off of Twitter and ban her off of Twitter. And uh, this is a coup for Mike Lindell, and I'm glad to see it happen. And she she could have gone to other cable outlets. Instead, she went to a brand new one. Freedom of speech, baby. Let it roll. We'll see you tomorrow night, Friday fun day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.